I'm Jack Kennedy, and we're here to bring you the latest in MMA. My name is Hunter Boss, and what the boss says goes. What is up, everyone? My name is Keaton McNamara, and you already know what time it is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MMA Island Podcast. I am Jack Kennedy alongside Keelan McNamara and Hunter Boss. We are back and better than ever. We have a whole recap on UFC 275 because it was so fun, so exciting. Let's go ahead and get started with the news. And we have to start talking about the main event. Yuri Brohasha, Glover Teixeira. What a fight it was, so significant, and I, I honestly, I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Yuri Prohoshka is the champion of the world right now, and what a fight, Hunter, just to start taking it away. What, what are your thoughts? When's the last time we've had someone, like, really, really, really entertaining to watch become champion? Like, it, I feel like, I, I feel like I'm not getting, I, it's like John Jones vibe I'm getting right yeah. now. Like, this is like, it's the UFC star division. And finally, they have a star champion. Like, don't get me wrong. Everyone loves Glover, and we love his story, and we have all that great respect for Glover. But Yuri Prohaska brings the fight to anyone and everyone. And this guy is entertaining. He is unique in his style, in his facet, in his background in life. He's the first Czech Republic champion. I mean, I am so excited for Yuri Prohaska. And I'm excited that Glover Teixeira didn't retire either. You know, I yeah. I think if he can take Yuri Prohaska to five rounds and, and I mean, well, I mean, he lost, but he still survived and he, he looked pretty decent. He, he didn't lose everyone like the way everyone thought he would, you know, I think Glover can still fight better than most of the people in this division. So oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Glover is rightfully was the champion and he should still be considered fantastic UFC fighter, but disregard from that, the actual fight itself was amazing. You know, I mean, Yuri Prohaska looked like he was going to knock out Glover with every strike. And every time Yuri Prohaska was on the ground and Glover was on top, everyone's yelling at Yuri, get out of there. You know, <laughs> if, if Yuri wants to win, you stay away from the ground. And yeah. next thing you know, Yuri Prohaska is submitting the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt champion the light heavyweight division has ever seen. I mean, this was a fantastic fight card. This was a fantastic fight night. And if you guys did not see it, go back on UFC Fight Pass. And watch that from start to finish. You will not be disappointed. You will not be remotely disappointed. Yeah. I mean, I'm still glowing from this fight. I haven't been able to talk about it with anyone really yet. So yeah, same. My first time talking with you guys. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. Oh, man, did this deliver. This delivered better than UPS does. That's how good this fight card was. Yeah, shout out UPS. Um, I mean, this fight card was just brilliant. It, and... What I loved about this more than anything is how many people were sleeping on this for some reason. Like, come on, there's two belts on the line. Why are you sleeping on this? But you know what? People slept in it. Thankfully, we didn't because we knew how good it would be. And boy, did it exceed even our expectations. Um, I mean, I know we'll get on to the other fights here in a bit, but that main event, good Lord, that is... Light heavyweight has got a very prestigious history within the UFC, and that's easily one of the greatest fights that division has ever seen. Every second of that fight was mayhem and nonstop action from 
opening bell to ending, uh, you know, submission. Um, you know, Yuri Prohaska looked like he was going to knock Glover to share out with every jab that he threw. Glover's wrestling and jiu-jitsu were just on a different level. Absolutely peak incredible from beginning to end. Every time he put Yuri on his back, I thought I was going to lose another draft pick and that he was just <laughs> going to get absolutely hammered at the bottom. And credit to Yuri, he took some really big shots there. I mean, people forget, like, I think it was above his right eye. Oh, He's yeah. got a real nasty cut that was opened up right above his eye as well from one of those elbows. But credit to Yuri Prohaska, the guy's a warrior. Um, he took a lot of damage from Glover, who hits hard, by the way. And he kept moving forward. Um, you know, it says a lot about Yuri Prohaska when he gets gassed out and he still is able to do what he does. I mean, he, you know, they beat each other around the octagon. Yuri, some of Yuri's boxing combos were fantastic. Glover hit back with those right hands of his own. And like uh, Hunter said, whenever Yuri hit the ground, everybody, especially myself included, was yelling, get your ass off the floor because <laughs> you're about to be done out here. But Glover, unfortunately, went for a flying guillotine in the fifth round when he didn't need to. I mean, as we know now, the judges had him ahead and he was going to win if he had just made it to the bell. But that's why I love Glover Teixeira. It's why I've always loved Glover Teixeira. He doesn't just write out decisions. He goes to finish. So does Yuri Prohaska. Yuri was able to reverse the top position, get on to Glover, get his back and somehow tap him out. It's one of the greatest light heavyweight fights I've ever seen, title or not. And Yuri Prohaska is a more than worthy champion. I think he is, I think he is amazing for the sport. I totally agree with Hunter. I think what he brings is just so dynamic and so fresh. You know, you can't um you know, you can't manufacture that. You've either got that or you don't. Yuri um, will be a brilliant champion for that division. And I'm delighted Glover's going to keep going as well because even though he's 42 years old, you know, he fought a guy who's 13, 14 years his junior and he brought him to pretty much the very end of the fight. Glover Teixeira still belongs at the top of this division. Make no mistake about that. I'm delighted he's staying. I'm delighted Yuri won the title. I think he'll be a great champion. And this lightweight division just got a hell of a lot hotter. Oh my gosh. I don't even know where to start with this, but I, I, I was, yeah, I, I know I'll, I'll start with this. I suppose uh, based off of what Keelan said, a lot of people are saying that Yuri Prohasha got lucky with that ending. Well, he was not lucky from that. That was set up and it was great. It was just a mistake from Glover, which is what's crazy. If he didn't make that one mistake, if he just stayed a little bit more tight, he would be champion right now. He would have oh, defended yeah. his belt. He was 30 seconds away. He won probably like three rounds to two. I, this is one of those fights where this is a fight where you're watching it and I am not even scoring it logically in my brain because I can't score it because I'm so excited while I'm watching it. It's one of these we witnessed a come to MMA fight on, on Saturday. This is a fight that you show your friends to get them into the sport, which is what we just saw. Um, just pure madness. I, I think the whole card lived up to what the main event was. Uh, the, the main card was four out of the five fights for finishes and plus an absolute war in the main event. Valentina Shevchenko almost lost. Some people argue she should have lost. It was ridiculous. It was such a good card. Um, the fight itself, Glover versus Yuri, it was, there was not one second in the fight where I didn't think it was over. I, I, thought, I thought on the feet it was done. I thought on the ground it was done. 
Like, cause it, it was wild. So one through rounds one through four, standing, Yuri was dominant on the feet. It looked like a, it, every jab was landing with back up to Shara, and Shara would have to shoot, or else he'd have to get knocked out. And then Yuri Prohoshka would do this like samurai like roll thing that w- wouldn't work out any like time. And then Glover Teixeira would get on top and he's in full mount out of nowhere. And he's like mauling him. And I think the fight's done. Yuri does some sort of roll. They trade backs. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then, you know, here comes the fifth round and it's just bizarro world flipped because Glover Teixeira is about to knock out Yuri on the feet. And then obviously it goes to the ground and Yuri Prohoshka gets the tap. And it's like, that's it. I can't believe he taps. It's like Daniel White's reaction was truly all of us, except for I was running around my couch. Like it was ridiculous. So what a fight. What a war. Credit to both guys. It is truly one of the great, not only light heavyweight matches, but one of the great title fights, one of the greatest fights I've ever seen in general. And I think that's a term that we use way too often nowadays. But that fight deserves to be in there. Fight of the year so far ridiculous it was just it was just so fun it was just like fun is the only word i'm sitting back there both arms back just like this is just so fun this is why i love the sport of mma this is what we wait for and man it was it was such a great event such a great event such a great fight and yuri prohasha what i also love is he goes back to the czech republic and he's got the whole parade of people charles Oliveira had it when he went there but he's got a whole street just like people freaking out i love it i love that so much and it's a great He's a great ambassador for the sport, all this stuff. So, yeah, it was it was a great night, great card. And Yuri Prohoshka, like Hunter said, that dude's a superstar. He's, he's going to be a superstar in the sport, and I love him. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's marketable beyond belief. His fighting ability is second to none. And all around, it's just, it's just a perfect design for both guys, even though Glover lost. Last point I'll make before we move on, because Jack, you made a great point about how just how good the fight was. When I was watching this fight, I got Robbie Lawler, Rory McDonald 2 vibes, where it's one of those fights that you're watching live and you know you're watching history unfold before your very eyes. Um, whenever you have a fight like that, you know you've got something special, and that yeah. fight was everything and more. And it's not being hyperbolic. It's one of the greatest fights we have ever seen. Both guys just giving it everything for essentially five full rounds, albeit 30 seconds, and it will go down rightfully as probably the greatest fight we'll see this year. So massive credit to both guys. They put on the one of the best fights I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. It, it was so fun, and I, I can't wait to see what's next for both of them. Maybe Jan Blahovich, the Europe battles, what we might see next. I, there's Even if they did Glover, Yuri, too. I'm all for that. I don't even care. It's so good. Europe hasn't been this tense since the 1990s. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the maybe, Czech Republic, Poland, and Serbia. <laughs> maybe maybe Western Europe, yeah, but uh, I, I agree with you. Um, Anyways, well, let's go ahead and move on to the best of the best. And uh, today we were talking about our favorite moments from Yoani and Jacek's career. What a fight to go out on, even though she lost like that. But it was such a great fight. Um, just let's pay some respect. So, Hunter, what are some of your favorite moments from Yoani's uh, career? So this this might be, like, mean. Okay. The, the first fight with Wei Li, I think, is yeah. my favorite moment with her, her whole career. I mean, not even just the fight itself, but her in that fight was fantastic. I, I loved how she wouldn't give up no matter what. Uh, she never got knocked down yet her head looked like a balloon I mean <laughs> she was what you call the warrior spirit in that fight I mean she did not back down Whaley did not back down 
that fight right there, I feel like summarizes her career and how she fights. She never gives up. She's always going to put it all out there, even if it means sacrificing her, her looks and, and what she might look like the next day. She doesn't care about that. She cares about the victory. And that's what I love about Joanna. So Joanna losing to Wei Li the first time. Definitely my favorite moment. That's a great, great pick. Um, first of all, my utmost respect and congratulations to Joanna Jacek. Such a fabulous career and a real pioneer for mainstream women's combat sports. Yeah. Um, she's been an unbelievable ambassador for the sport. And honestly, even though I don't think it is or was, I hope it was an emotional decision and she will come back because I still think she has so much to give to that division. But if this is the end for Ioana, then she is not the more left to prove. She will go down as one of the true greats and she deserves all the respect in the world. So I tip my hat to her. She's been absolutely incredible. It's hard to nail one moment for Ioana because she it's been a career full of so many. I mean, nearly every fight has been a career highlight moment in itself but I'm going to take it back to 2016 to UFC 205 one of the greatest events the UFC's ever had the first ever event in New York City and the Carolina Kovalkiewicz oh, fight um, I mean that fight was just an absolute barn burner I mean that card we all knew was history before our eyes again a special event with one of the great individual performances ever in the main event. We had Wonder Boy Tyron Woodley, yeah. and then we had Joanna and Carolina. And people forget how intense this rivalry actually was. Thankfully, they've gone on to become really good friends now, which is nice to see. And Carolina got her first win in, in a while, I think, yeah. last weekend, which was brilliant to see. But this fight was genuinely epic, and they went at it, I think, the full five rounds, if I'm not wrong. That was just an absolute slugger of a match back and forwards, you know, again, a bit like Yuri and Glover Deshera in a way. Um, a lot of people thought Joanna would just walk through Carolina. She didn't. Carolina had a hell of a lot of heart, even took a couple of rounds off Joanna, if I'm remembering it correctly. And overall, it was just an incredible fight. And to me, that was one of the first times where notwithstanding her incredible natural talent, we actually saw Joanna's heart in that fight. We saw her have to come through a much tougher test than any of us anticipated. And she still came through shining at the end. So for me, given the nature of the card itself, the atmosphere of the city, the vibe, UFC 205, Joanna, your J-check for me, for me, that was a truly, truly special night capped by a brilliant performance. I wasn't expecting any of you guys to say that, but that was such because I was I was thinking it too, and and that is such a great pick, Keelan, because I I that's such a memorable moment for me. I feel like that's her at one of her peaks. Um, I'm gonna give two major ones. I'd say her her first victory over Carla Esparza, where she became the champ, because like I literally remember they were on like UFC Tonight or whatever back whenever it was on Fox, and they would be like, you know, they couldn't pronounce her name and, and, and everybody was like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter anyway because she's not going to beat Carla Esparza. No one had even heard, had heard of her before. And she went out there and just mauled Carla Esparza. Like, it was it was bad. Became the champ and the start of her reign. Like, she is, and without a doubt, at least in my opinion, the greatest strawweight uh, fighter ever. I mean, she had the most title defenses, longest title reign. Um, obviously, she had wars with with uh, Rose and, and, and uh uh, Wei Lee. So like it's it's just it's a tough way to go, but like 
she has been there and done it with the best and she was the best for the longest. So I would say the other thing would be the Carla or the, um, uh, what's her name? Claudia Gedalia rivalry that she had. Ah, uh, yeah. Because they had like, it's so crazy to kind of go back in time a little bit because it doesn't seem like that long ago, but that was a little bit ago that Claudia Gedalia was like, I compared it to, I think the Demetrius Johnson versus Joseph Benavides rivalry, like they were really two levels apart, yet that was the next best person. And that's what it was. Yoana always was one step ahead of Claudia Gedalia, but Claudia Gedalia always brought the fight. It was a lot of fun. And there was a whole fight night about it. There was a whole uh, UFC co-main event. So I love that rivalry. And Yoana obviously came out on top and, and just showed why she is the champ. And she fights. She was a champion that does not sit back, wait for things. She would go out there, make things happen, fight. One of my favorite fighters of all time, and and she, look, it's a tough way to go out, but that is a great retirement, and I honestly, I do think she picked the right time. I think now is the right time uh, for her for her to retire. She can go out. She's only lost champions in that division. She's only I'm lost sure. champions, and Shevchenko, she went up and tried Shevchenko and, and gave her a fight. So, yeah, Yoani and Jacek, phenomenal career from uh, all of us, obviously, and and I'm so grateful we got to watch uh, Yoani fight over the, her career, so a lot of fun. Well, guys, uh, with that, let's go ahead and move on to the discussion of the week. Um, and we're talking about just UFC 275 as a whole because we mentioned it a little bit earlier. But where does it rank? Where do you guys rank it among the cards so far this year? Hunter, what do you think? It's a tough one, guys. Yeah. I do this for a living, boys. I, I, I love everything. <laughs> I love it each of them equally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're all like my children. But the number one event was not the one last weekend. It was UFC London. I think uh, UFC London was just a whole other type of atmosphere that we haven't been able to see in a UFC event in such a long time. I feel like I feel like the fighters had so much freedom to express yeah. them, express themselves and have so much fun with the audience. The audience was so much fun interacting back with the fighters and yeah. singing and and yelling and wow, was that a good card? I mean, the, I mean, I'm not even talking about the fighters itself on the card. I'm talking about everything but the fights. The fights <laughs> itself on UFC London were fantastic as well. I mean, Tom Aspinall put on a show for the main event. Patty Pimblett never fails. Molly McCann with the spinning elbow. What? I mean, UFC London was through the roof. It was, it was, it's one that you really can't compare. Ilya Topuria also on that card. Yeah. Sorry, with that fantastic comeback knockout. Man, was that a card. But this one was fantastic as well. I mean, I hate I hate to come back to it now, but I'm coming back to it. Yeah. UFC, fantastic this weekend. I'd say it was the number two event of the year so far. Yeah, very good shout. Um, I like it a lot. Um, make no mistake, UFC Singapore is one of the best events of this year because it's one of the most underrated events of this year as well. A lot of people saw the fact that it was in Singapore, I think, and they just wrote it off. They thought it was like an international fight night and it was anything but. So I, I think that might be a reason why people have overlooked it a little bit, but a lot of people will be regretting that they did. I mean, we've already talked about how Valentina Shevchenko was given the toughest test that she's probably ever had as champion against Tyler Santos. Shout out to her for such a great fight. Um, I mean, Joanna Wei Lee was incredible, even though it went two rounds and the main event was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I do think there's two cards that have been better than it this year. Um, I think one of them is UFC London for pretty much all the reasons Hunter mentioned. The thing that I think 
perhaps American slash UFC fans perhaps don't understand is that when it comes to live events in Ireland and the UK, you get a football atmosphere at combat sports events as well, which means you get raucous, brilliant, interactive fans, you know, who don't stop singing from beginning to end. And the, Really, I mean, aside from how brilliant the fan or the fights were, the fans are 90% of why UFC London's the card of the year so far because they were fantastic. And whenever Pimlet, McCann, or Aspinall won, the noise went through the roof and pretty much all the way over to Big Ben. Uh, so brilliant card there. I think the only other card that's been better, perhaps in UFC Singapore this year, was 274 with Oliveira and Gaethje not that long that ago. Good. That was good. I think I think the fact that you had Chandler Ferguson and Oliveira Gaethje on the same card, I think that makes it almost too good to not be above what we've just seen in UFC Singapore. Brilliant card, brilliant fights. And don't get me wrong, if we're doing a podium, UFC Singapore's on the podium for this year, no doubt at all. But I think UFC London is arguably number one, maybe interchangeable with number two, and then UFC 274, but a hell of an event. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I would I would agree with you guys. I think usually I try to be different, but I London was ridiculous. I, I think another thing was at least for us, a couple of reasons. We had Jack Shore fighting on, on there that was on the podcast. Jack. Recently, uh, and he won. So, you know, rooting for him was a lot of fun. He was so good on that. And then, like you guys said, the, the, the fans were ridiculous. It was so exciting. You And Arnold Allen as well. I Arnold, forgot about that. Arnold Allen is another one. And what happened was the British fighters just kept winning. <laughs> and they kept winning and winning and winning. And usually you never see that. So, they won every single fight pretty much except for like one or two. And that just kept getting the crowd crazier and crazier and crazier because they kept winning and it was ridiculous. It was so exciting. Um, so yeah, I think that's, I think that's probably number one. Number two, I go, I go this past one. I really would. I think just top to bottom, the car was phenomenal. Three, I think 274 is a great shout. And then I want to give mine. I mean, this is probably uh, just because I was there and it's a bit of bias, but 271 was a lot of fun too. I mean, the main event didn't deliver as much as we would have wanted, but Ty Tuivasa knocking out Derek Lewis was a lot of fun. Bobby Green kicked off the card. Like that was that was a that was a great event too. So there's been some good fights this year, but I agree with you guys. I think London, it's the greatest fight night of all time, and I think it. I don't know that anything could beat that. This I think the best shot's got to be uh, 276 coming up. I think that's gonna be the best shot to potentially beat London, but I don't think it will. That was ridiculous. Maybe the other best shot will be uh, the Liverpool card. I mean, like, it has a lot, a lot of good fighters. Yeah. Sean O'Malley's even. Oh, I'm so excited. No one's even talking about Sean O'Malley. I'm so excited for that. Sean O'Malley is fighting a dude who's never been knocked out. I mean, (laughs) because, and he's ranked. (laughs) That's the best part. His opponent's ranked, let alone (laughs) never been knocked out. So. Yeah. That, that Coco co-main event as it is, is going to be fantastic. Or it's like four down. So it's four co's and then the, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, the Coco Coco main event. Yeah, yeah. How it is, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, there's some banging cards coming up. And you got to remember, <laughs> and you got to remember, the UFC's coming back to London in August. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the it tells you a lot when Dana. I mean, I think, I think the past UFC London card was the first UK slash Ireland card in like two or three years, if I'm no. not wrong, maybe a little bit longer. What does it tell you that he's willing to do it twice in one year? 
I mean, that tells you all you need to know. The fact that he's willing to bring the whole circus across the Atlantic for the second time in three or four months, that tells you why UFC London's the greatest fight night of all time. I think that is a worthy title, Jack. I really do. But yeah, we've got some really good cards coming up. But even I have to say, I think UFC London's number one for this year so far for pretty much the reasons both of you have mentioned. Yeah, I think I think another reason too is that Singapore was fantastic, but Singapore didn't make that card great. What made that card great was just the fights in it by itself. What made UFC London great was London itself plus the fights, which is what made it just perfect overall, at least in my opinion. So, yeah, some great fights. I forgot about you know you know who else is on that card is uh, 276 is Alex Pereira. Versus Sean Strickland. I don't even know what's going to happen on that. That is exciting. That's exciting. Sean Strickland's best friends with Kayla Harrison now, so he might actually wrestle him. Yeah. Could be good. Yeah. I mean, even the two title fights in the card. We get the the, the final trilogy. Could be flipped, in my opinion. All the way Volkanovsky, you know. We've been waiting for this one. The fans have been dying, you know. But finally, we we finally get this one. Plus, who doesn't like watching Israel Adesanya? Oh, of course. I mean, Though we may not, I don't. I, I might. I'm speaking for both you guys right now, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. But Israel Adesanya might have a pretty heavy chance in winning this one. That's, <laughs> what are you Jared talking Ant- about? You, you don't believe in Jared Kennedy? You know, you he's believe- a good fighter and all. But, <laughs> but big butt. Yeah. <laughs> Think Israel Adesanya is going to knock this dude out? <laughs> you don't believe in the killer this, gorilla? This is my oh. opinion. I'm not speaking for you guys anymore, but I think he's going to knock out. Okay. Uh, he's going okay. to knock Jared Cannonier out of yeah. the park. I actually have quite an interesting take on that, even though we're a long time out. I actually Uh-oh. think it, I actually think it's going to be another uh, UL Romero type fight. I think Cannonier is going to crack him early, and Adesanya is going to want to keep his distance. Yeah, don't speak like gonna, I'm not gonna, saying Jared. We're talking about really fun cards right now, you know, not <laughs> fucking Yoel Romero. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have to add, man. Like, come on, no, 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 no. No, look, it's yeah. a, it's an unbelievable. You gotta, chart, say, you gotta say it like this: Israel Adesanya is one of the greatest middleweight champions right now. Cannoneer's coming off a knockout out Derek Bronson, who was blonde Bronson at the time, blonde and he Bronson. never got knocked out. This is how you gotta hype up the fight, you know? Make it sound. Oh my God, like Israel Adesanya is the greatest middleweight ever. Blood Bronson, not blonde anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, See what man. I have to put up with. Here. Oh, <laughs> You're lucky. You're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed like fireworks is going to be that co-main, though, which, in my opinion, should be the main, but we'll leave it at that. At that. I mean, it's going to be good. Guys, great fights coming up. Great podcast. We're back at it, of course. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube. You can listen to us everywhere, literally everywhere, including iTunes and Spotify. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at MMA.Island and check out our website, MMAIsland.com. .net. Thank you again, everyone, so much for listening. Great podcast, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you.